0: Hey everyone, why don't you quickly walk down the memory lane and remember those places, your school, college, those coffee shops, those malls, or even the nearby Kirana stores. Feel a little nudge of an emotion? Well, that's what cities do to us. We have all seen our cities evolve over the past decades. But what future awaits our mega cities has always intrigued us. I'm Vivek and it's time for yet another episode of our podcast channel, Our Journey to Net Zero. Allow me to welcome a guest for the day, Mr. R.S. Kulkarni. Mr. Kulkarni has been an industry veteran with over 50 years of experience working with the urban ecosystem. He has to his credits, many awards and recognitions and is the life and fellow member of Ashray and a life member of ISHRAE. A very good morning, Mr. Kulkarni, and I'm glad to have you with us. Good morning. So, Mr. Kulkarni, what city would you call your own? And over the past decades that you have lived in that city how have you seen it evolve what has changed and what has not
1: see i came to pune nearly 50 years back or uh, maybe more than that and uh, i remember when uh, we used to you know cross the roads it used to be so very easy now it takes about 10 minutes to cross the road if you want to go across so the traffic has gone up dramatically uh, the pollution in our area has gone up dramatically and of course uh, Everywhere you see now new buildings coming up where there used to be single storey buildings. So I think the population is also, you know, uh, burgeoning. And what part
0: of the city, sir, would you say still remains as it was 50 years back when you had moved
1: into the city? I don't think any city remains the same after 50 years. There is virtually nothing which was very similar when we came in here into Pune. I am sure the story is very similar for all the other cities which are growing at a fast pace. So, Mr. Kulkani,
0: what are your comments on the way in which the urbanization journey has evolved so far and the direction in which you foresee it heading?
1: See urbanization is going ahead at a very fast pace virtually everywhere even in my city and a number of buildings are coming up of all sizes shapes and types and usages. The majority of them are not looking at sustainability very seriously. That's rather unfortunate, as, and because some of them are giving just a passing glance at uh, the sustainability. But there are a, there are a few serious players, especially they are international companies or you know backed by international companies, or ultimately users are going to be international. They are really bothered about sustainability, and then they push the local guys to do it. So I would say a small percentage of it is really going in for sustainability. Majority of them try to avoid it.
0: Okay, when you look at India as an overall country, as an overall urban ecosystem, how do you foresee the direction in which all the cities are heading to?
1: See, as I see it, uh, basically you're going in for, you know, high-rise buildings, la- larger population density uh, in a particular place. Obviously, uh, these things are going to be very important, but uh, what it is affecting us is, other than only sustainability, even uh, there's a lot of pollution in our city. Some of the places are the most polluted over in India. So, that's going to be a big problem as urbanization goes ahead. So, other than only the energy aspect or the sustainability aspect, we'll have to look at some other aspects too to make uh, cities uh, more livable.
0: Okay, fine. Mr. Kulkarni, you, you made a reference to two very distinct aspects. One is the growth and the urbanization of India. Second, you refer to pollution. Okay. Now, 21 out of 30 most polluted cities in the world are in India. So, is that kind of draw a very promising picture of the India in the future?
1: Yes, as far as the infrastructure goes, uh, yes, I think it uh, promises a very, a very good picture in the future. But we really need to look at what you call sustainability and I, according to me, sustainability also includes having good indoor air quality or outdoor air quality.
0: And uh, do you see the buildings and the infrastructure which is coming up these days or in the recent times to match your definition of sustainability?
1: Very few people are serious, but the new ones, I'm not, I'm not very sure. I'm, but the, I think the percentage will remain the same, you know, maybe five to 10% of the, of the new buildings coming up are uh, really sustainable. The rest I'm not very sure about, and I don't hold very high hopes in them unless the investors uh, start thinking differently.
0: Great. Picking up uh, right from there, Mr. Kulkarni, what changes have you observed in the way investors or end users approach their projects today.
1: yes see uh, the end users uh, with whom we are dealing or maybe even the other consultants or other people are dealing with are basically interested in uh, you know getting the maximum amount of profit at the minimum amount of investment so there it happens that uh, they're not bothered about uh, sustainability I'll, I'll give you one example we were doing a very large building which was being given by the builders And then we gave them all ideas of, you know, how to make it sustainable, how to, you know, consume least amount of energy and all. So one of the answers that we got ultimately from them is, no, let's not do that because we are not going to pay for the electricity. You know, this is the sort of attitude that uh, investors or builders have. But if they are end users and who are doing their own, you know, building their own uh, infrastructure, then they are really bothered about the power consumption, the environment and uh, the sustainability and how to you know bring down running costs they are really bothered so i think there is a divide here between ultimate users we're having their own installations and uh, uh, investors doing that part of it
0: so mr kulkani are we saying that there is a difference in the sensitivity towards you know sustainability as a whole and the need for energy efficiency between say on one side you have investors at the other side you have end users does that divide still exist
1: I think it's become a buzzword you know sustainability so everybody talks of it when you start off a project you know you want to be sustainable but as things go ahead then you separate the chef from the grain basically in the sense that investors tend to start you know cutting corners and saying no no we can do this later we can do this later. But the users, as I told you, end users will go down that path very rigorously. So it happens right from the beginning. You know, everybody talks, start talking about it. But if you end up sustaining sustainability, let's put it that way.
0: That's a very interesting way to put it, Mr. Kulkarni. But before we go any further, let's just pick on the word as sustainability. And as you said, it's a buzzword. Everyone would like to use it. But how many people really understand it? What would be your holistic perspective about sustainability and an ideal way a project or a city must be looking at sustainability?
1: I think I'm a bit out of depth when you talk about cities, but I can talk of buildings that we are designing so what I look at is basically that uh the client should get the best uh, sort of a system which should consume the least amount of power the year round, consume the least amount of water. It, uh, it is a green building in the sense, not just green from the certification point of view, but uh, really from the way people behave and it is maintained and uh, it is operated. You know, There's a lot of gap between a good design and good operation and maintenance. So what I have seen is basically uh, the design may be very good, But after a year or so, uh, the maintenance and the upkeep of the system goes down. The way the systems are operated is changed by the end users for God knows what reason. Possibly without understanding what the implications are. And uh, they end up not saving the amount of energy or not being as sustainable as they would like to be. One is, how do
0: you compare the buildings today Uh, in terms of uh, you know the technology that goes into it the passive considerations the design the overall thought behind a building to what you would have seen say two decades back or three decades back
1: one of the major things that happened in our industry that is the HVAC industry is that uh, we're getting far more uh, efficient equipment than we were getting 20 years back Uh, that's for sure a lot of uh, new uh, equipment like you know chillers are far more efficient we have pumps which are uh, absolutely intelligent to a very high level, uh, then we have, have a lot of good BMS systems and integrations uh, which are happening which will uh, tune the whole system to give you the best op- or the optimum operating point and optimum operating efficiency for each and every uh, hour of the, of the day. So these uh, two or three things have really helped in uh, making the buildings more energy efficient uh, some people are are convinced that they should do it some people are not but uh, uh, every small step towards sustainability is a good good thing as far as i am concerned so whatever they uh, they embrace uh, we we do it for them
0: mr kulkani as a consultant but if you could uh, specify or if, in, or if in case you could suggest a few specifics of technologies or parameters of building design that you have seen evolve and you would see evolving in the times to come
1: see one of the one of the things that uh, i have seen is uh, uh, radiant cooling is is you know gaining some uh, some leverage in the market because uh, people have understood that it is more sustainable it is uh, the it's more comfortable inside the building if you have radiant cooling so we are getting more uh, more and more inquiries for uh, you know radiant cooling the system and as i mentioned of course Uh, systems you know it's not only the chiller it is the integration of uh, the chillers with the rest of the system that is very important so you're getting far more efficient fans uh, you're getting far more efficient uh, air handling units you're getting far more efficient uh, ducting systems and piping systems and of course as I said the control systems are becoming more and more sophisticated so manual intervention comes down to a minimum where mistakes can happen because if you leave it to the leave it to a person to operate something correctly uh, either he does it uh, incorrectly or he forgets it or then he says nothing will happen if i don't do it now so once uh, the automation has come in and and the integration of all these controls has happened you can get uh, what is known as uh, optimized uh, solutions uh, so these three things are really uh, really playing the role right now
0: thank you so much for that mr kulkarni do you believe that the star ratings and certifications have made an impact on buildings at taking that extra step towards reducing their energy demand?
1: Um, I would say yes and no. I have seen a lot of buildings after the first year not maintaining those same standards uh, of, uh, say, what shall we say, sustainability or energy efficiency or upkeep and maintenance to maintain those, uh, uh, maintain the equipment and systems in, in uh, very good operating conditions, or or say let's say pristine conditions, uh, this is not happening. So I think that sort of uh, uh, what shall we say awareness has to build up that uh, only certification is not the not the end all. You need to go on sustaining it, and, and and the whole idea of you know doing all this sustainability business and you know controls and automation is to see that you do better and better every year. I don't see that happening as yet in a big way.
0: Thank you so much for that, Mr. Kulkarni. Does the role of a consultant end with designing and commissioning a project, or is there something more to it?
1: Oh, I think it is not only the commissioning. Uh, of course, designing always plays a very big part, and convincing the client is the second big part in that that they should do some good things. Uh, but after the commissioning, uh, we also undertake a lot of testing to see that the the, the initial goals are met. You know, otherwise the the whole purpose of you know setting up a system is lost if you're not getting the end goals so we go to that uh, level that uh, we also check uh, the performance characteristics of the of the building uh, over a period of time Uh, and then uh, we we are we are sure that what we have done is correct and uh, fortunately some people follow it do you see
0: a lack of education a lack of awareness playing a role in uh, the stakeholders and the overall ecosystem
1: so education according to me is not a big problem because uh, that's very very simple and straightforward then you can do that but is the question of convincing people who are already in the in the field uh, or who are already been doing that and especially the decision makers uh, they have to be educated uh, uh, for this sustainability aspect and being made and made aware that you know Uh, This is a good uh, thing that we are doing and it is going to help us not only right now but even our future generations and unless that is inculcated in the the majority of the people, uh, we will not be able to meet, meet the goals that we are looking at. India aims to
0: become net zero by 2050. How according to you can India achieve its goals against these challenges? And if at all there are any major bottlenecks that you see in this journey ahead?
1: You see there is a there is a limit uh, to which HVAC system efficiencies or equipment uh, efficiencies and system efficiencies uh, can go to you know they, beyond that it's not possible you know so uh, therefore some energy has to be expended if you want to change the indoor conditions uh, from the prevailing ambience and in order to offset this energy expenditure you have to look at generation of energy from natural sources either on-site or off-site could be solar but I think I'm sure other people would be looking at it but the way I see it unless you generate that additional energy uh, to offset the requirements of uh, air conditioning or changing the indoor environment uh, we will not be going towards net zero or maybe not positive so unless there is a large investment and large uh, investment in in the natural uh, energy generation this will not going to work.
0: Uh, So, Mr. Kulkani, you have been one of the prominent torchbearers of the Acrex Hall of Fame and you have seen it evolve over the past five editions. Could you please comment on the journey that the Acrex Hall of Fame has taken since
1: 2016? Yes. uh, See, we started off uh, on the journey based on an idea which was uh, floated by Mr. Ramchandran, who was at that time the uh, president. And initially, uh, we looked at a few parameters... uh, uh, as as, uh, as, a, as a basic minimum now around we have more than 80 parameters uh, to be indicated by the plant operators for assessment and on that thing BMS data for all the operating parameters are a must now so with this in place and we are looking at nowadays looking at the full years data instead of you know looking at a few parameters so I think the, the examination process uh, or the assessment process has become more rigorous over the years. Now uh, this is I think uh, the way uh, the Hall of fame will, will, uh, will progress slowly but uh, let me tell you it is uh, uh, really hard work assessing uh, all these parameters and analyzing them obviously uh, as the things progress uh, things become more complicated in, in one way and the things become simpler in some other way so we'll have to look at it that way.
0: And to what extent uh, do you think the Hall of Fame has made a difference in the way uh, the, the the buildings are being awarded? The the way the buildings have started looking upon Hall of Fame as a as a major recognition to have.
1: Since uh, uh, we have we have been plugging that you know we are looking at uh, smart buildings, which are energy which are energy efficient and and uh, in in, in the other terms sustainable. And that has been a... Main focus, but that we are we are you know you know concentrating more on the HVAC part being part of A because there are other certification systems which take care of a lot of other parameters, uh, whereas HUAC uh, uh, which consumes a lot of power, nearly sometimes fifty percent of the power in or sixty percent of the power in the case say in the case of hospitals. Uh, that's being neglected and not giving, uh, not being given the same weightage as, as uh, it should be given. So uh, that's where the hall of fame comes in. Uh, we want to to people into getting into lower energy footprints uh, all the time and uh, better, 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 and better energy consumption over a period of time.
0: Thank you so much for that, Mr. Kulkarni. Now, before we close, what would be your suggestions to the? A larger building fraternity to help them achieve their sustainability goals.
1: Um, I think we the, the 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 everybody has to play his bit in in sustainability, starting from the owners to the consultants to the contractors to the people who really commission the systems and the people who maintain and operate it. So other than that, in HVAC systems, uh, you nowadays you have to include. Better and more efficient equipment, uh, as I said, uh, like chillers, pumps, and, uh, air handling units, and some other systems. Uh, look at better systems and integration, and of course, uh, use the latest controls and algorithms for a total approach to sustainability. And with these things taken care of, I think uh, we should progress to uh, better levels.
0: Thank you so much for that, Mr. Kulkarni. Thank you so much for a great conversation. It was a pleasure to have you with us.
1: Same with me, yeah. Thank you very much.
0: With this, we will call it a wrap. To my commercial building fraternity, we are hosting our next edition of the Acrex Hall of Fame on the 18th Feb 2022. We look forward to receiving your nominations and we hope you do make it to a Hall of Fame. On this note, taking your leave. Until next time.